The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just the opening theme song to our post-fight show. It's also a lullaby after this weekend of mixed martial arts action. And I feel like We've been watching like 14 hours of MMA. It's just wild. But we're going to talk about everything that happened tonight between UFC Vegas 24, Robert Whitaker, masterful performance over 25 minutes over Kevin Gastelum, and then Triller Fight Club. Jake Paul does it. Minute 59 seconds. TKO's Ben Askren gets it done, and Jed Mishu gets his wish. We might be perhaps one step closer to Paul versus mcgregor in the squared circle i don't think it's going to happen anytime soon but at least we're getting closer to that <laughs> there we go i am mike heck thank you all for joining us i am in wedding mode still dressed up but uh it's it's a big night so so there we go uh being joined by jose youngs hello sir mm-hmm. here with yep. alex Kaylee, prince positivity hello sir there we go and our boots on the ground in Atlanta, GA, sat 100 yards away from the boxing festivities. Dad, what <laughs> did you Mishu. do tonight? Uh, I, watched, <laughs> I watched a concert, a very interesting, diverse concert, and then some fights happened in the middle of it, too, which was a lot. Yeah, but what did what did but like, what did you do? Because I was trying to gauge because like, I've been covering so many UFC fights. I'm like, what would it be like to cover this event? And I'm like, we got to, we finished the co-main event. I'm like, what has Jed done? Like, I'm not yeah, saying it's so, a knock on you, but like, what if they what actors <laughs> did they give you? There, uh, I ended up just doing like our play-by-play because there was just there was no access. And even the play-by-play was weird because there were no fights. So, like, you, I encourage you to go check, check the website. Uh, most of it is me talking about musical acts that I've never heard of or that haven't been relevant in two decades. So it, it was uh, it was super weird, man. <laughs> like, it was easily the weirdest night of my journalistic career career a lot of it was good and a lot of it was fun um but i i it's gonna take me a while to even fully digest 
what the hell just happened? <laughs> what was the what was the rest of the media turnout like? Uh, so I can't speak entirely for it because there were I think there was a bit of segregation in the media, uh, and by that I mean there were there were some people that had floor access. Um, so like ESPN, I think most people by now have seen the like up close camera angle uh, of the knockout. Like that's an ESPN camera angle, a couple of other things, but everywhere else, like I was just sitting up in the press box with like ring magazine and sort of all the other access things. There wasn't a ton of media. Uh, and ultimately that was probably the right call. Cause access was super limited. <laughs> like, like you couldn't do anything which was super weird like it was they were it was the most militant i've ever seen anybody about like taking video like that was just a hard no for them uh i guess because the whole nft thing I, i'm not really sure uh super fun thing happened when i walked in i'm walking in i have my bag that has a camera with it and they're like hey you need to cover your phone and they gave me a sticker to put over the cameras on my phone so I wouldn't take pictures, despite holding a camera and pointing this fact out to them. And like three hours into the show, uh, one of the like Triller guys comes up and I'm on my phone. He's like, what the hell is that? And I was like, your people made me do this. He's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like, I agree. But... They said I had to, so there was a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, and like all of the video is theirs, like nobody has a separate camera in the interviews, it's all the triller zoom. So, really, I just got to soak in the ambiance, and um, boy, was there ambiance! <laughs> yes, Casey on the ones and twos is here as well, oh, but uh. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't but want Jag, the I don't want the concert to end. Yeah. Just keep keep the party going. <laughs> I know. That, We're gonna go right back. You guys you got such a better show than I did. Because <laughs> half of that was pre-recorded. Like like half of the things that you saw on this broadcast did not. Who, who was live again? Tonight. Who was live again? So, Black Keys and who else? Bieber? Uh, Black Keys and Bieber were live. So they bookended live. Diplo was the outro DJ and was live as well. Uh, mm -hmm. none of the Mount Westmore stuff, all of that was not live. That was pre-recorded the day before on, uh, in the arena, just closed set. Um, I, I, there are too many of these damn acts. I don't remember who all was. Um, the, uh, Doja Cat, Sweetie. second, uh, Sweetie. Doja, Sweetie? Sweetie was definitely live, but I think everyone is pretty aware that Sweetie was not actually singing live. <laughs> that looked extremely, um, poorly lip sunk so it was it but like the rest of it was all bits that were played <laughs> video and so uh, i don't know i didn't watch the pay-per-view but i feel like it might be a little more palatable but there weren't a ton of people at this thing that they, they didn't sell tickets to it like it, it was a yeah. closed event so that was that was to be expected but like it would have been way different with fans. I think the energy would have been super great and super high. There's gunshots on the window. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a good night in, in Atlanta. That's what it is. Jed, uh, Jed, can you can you also? There's one thing I remember. I saw you mention on Twitter that the 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 announcers, the commentary that was just being broadcast throughout the arena the oh, whole yeah. time. So 
How strange was that? Uh, especially considering some of the people they had on there. Oscar De La Hoya just losing his, just completely wasted. Uh, it was the best. Yeah, what else? How about, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was great because I've never seen that at any other event I've ever been to where like, oh, I'm just getting, I got the broadcast just from my chair, not from up there. And it had to be super weird too because I kept thinking about it for like, I know there were only two fights, like three fights that actually happened uh, that any of us saw, but it had to be really weird because remember when like the, the COVID first happened and fighters were like, it's weird at the apex with nobody around because I can hear what the commentary team's saying. This was that only if the commentary team had literally the stadium speakers to amplify what the hell they were saying. And so when you get to the the progress uh, situation where uh, Red Cat's just like probably took a dive, like I, I don't know, if, like, I can't say confidently that he didn't like his own elbow didn't hit him in the nads or whatever and like that's why it was but it seems really suspicious that he wasn't trying to milk a dq out of that and the commentary team is just roasting him and that is on that is on the stadium surround sound while he's laying getting stretched out and they're like dude why are you getting stretched out this is ball <laughs> oh no <laughs> Oh no! Like, if he if he wasn't faking that, like, can you imagine how upset that dude would justifiably be? <laughs> like Mario Lopez is just like, I think this dude's a liar. It was AC Slater is calling me a professional fighter a liar. This is bullshit. It was so ridiculous. No, that's the greatest event of the year. Oh, it's so good. It, Man, that was that seemed fun. So it was, and I don't because I don't want to like make anybody think Triller was bad. It, it at the beginning, it really had a lot going for it. Um, and I, I, I said this on Twitter. I would be really, really interested to go to another one of these when they have a crowd because I, I think they did. We could get if you guys want to, we can get super into a lot of our thoughts on it. They clearly were too heavy into the music thing. Uh, there was just too much of that. But there was like a little bit of an atmosphere going there, and that would have been like popping off with a bunch of people there. There just were only like 200 fans and then 600 people working the show because you had a bunch of really famous people and a, a lot going on. So I think if they had a fan base there, it would have been awesome. It was still really fun. It was just – it dragged on, uh, and they, they could work on pacing and probably a lot of other things, but – ultimately pretty good time and they're probably very happy with the outcome all right well listen jed you were not far away from the big knockout jake paul gets it done first round just under two minutes what was it like being right there watching that all play out so i went down south with the fans for the uh main event uh left press row and like just went down to the thing one i am gonna knock triller on this uh because i i think they did many things that were good or interesting or fun uh apparently after talking to some of their people like all the fans in attendance won some fashion of a contest uh, i do not know the terms or how this was done but i mean they had like vip fans like you saw vander holyfield and chuck liddell 
But like the fans and the actual just regular issue stands, they all won some kind of a trailer contest. And if I was them, I would feel a little bit like I got gypped because the one, uh, the food situation was not tremendous because it's not like Chick-fil-A was open. The, The stadium is closed functionally. So we had box lunches that were not great. Um, I'm not sure the drinks were available. Granted, it didn't really matter because the crowd that was this group were largely teenagers and sometimes their parent chaperones. Um, so maybe the drink thing didn't matter. But all of them are sitting like they were sitting 100 to 150 yards away from the ring because they were sitting in the stands and the ring was in the middle of the stadium with all of the things going on. And then literally directly in the center, like blocking out most of the ring was Triller's camera scaffolding (laughs) set. So like you couldn't really see the ring unless you got all the way to the left or all the way to the right side of the select seating. And mostly you were just watching two big screen televisions (laughs) and it was kind of booty. So I'm going to knock Triller for that. But I went down. Uh, I sat with all the fans or whatever for the main event. That's something I usually do for these sorts of things. And people were into it. Um, like they – it felt a little bit more like Ben Askren was was the fav- like the favorite amongst the fans to some extent. None of them really cared ultimately. Like nobody cared at all what happened. They just wanted to see somebody get got and – they did a couple of times like easily the biggest pop of the night other than the Askren thing was the slap fight replay <laughs> like easily that was the biggest pop of the night <laughs> it's like oh so uh but i mean it was pretty cool i i actually got a pretty good angle from where i was sitting to watch it like clean so even 100 yards away i mean it was still pretty obvious and i would like to just uh, some people have been saying really dumb things on twitter there's that was not a work it was not rigged Ben Askren didn't take a dive Ben Askren got friggin lamped and uh he he was saved by the ref because if the ref lets him go forward he's just gonna get lamped again harder like that that was done as probably like you could have let him take one more because we know I'm always gonna say yes to watching Ben Askren get got but uh, yeah, good stoppage, and I mean that's the outcome everybody wanted, at least from Triller's side, certainly. Well, there you go. So f- f- we'll we'll move on to the UFC momentarily because I know a lot of people want to talk about that that long marathon of a card. I can't believe I made it back for any of those fights, let alone two of the fights. But I don't know who else watched it. I was live vlogging the main event of the UFC, so I didn't get to see any of it. I saw it on Twitter, but there's the rigged all of that stuff that's going on. But are, can, can we confidently say at this point, and Jed, maybe you, you could you could attest to this because you were sitting right there. We saw the physique and everything. Ben was talking a bunch of trash. Like, he sold the fight great. But can we? is it fair to say that Ben didn't take this thing seriously at all? Like, this is a payday and, and nothing more? Like, is that fair to say at this point? I don't know, man, because, like, I think it's more likely than not that that's the case, but people talking about Ben's physique, when was Ben ever an Adonis? Like he's a little softer than normal. (laughs) And the commentary team said, you know, Ben weighs 20 pounds more. He didn't cut any weight. Like I am not confident that he looked really anything majorly different than he would have if he were coming in for a welter 
weight fight, like maybe he would have been a little fitter. I don't think that would have made a difference in the outcome. Uh, maybe he didn't take his training that seriously. I think that's very in play because he did seem super confident. But also, I just he could have taken it seriously. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like he he he's really bad at boxing. If you read the article <laughs> me and AK wrote this week, uh, like yesterday or today is when it dropped. Before this, all that I said in there was he's old. He had functionally a hip replacement surgery, and he's not – he was bad at MMA boxing, which was largely just used to set up takedowns, which makes him, like, exponentially worse at actual boxing, which can't set up takedowns. Like, he, he's just not good at this, and so it's not a surprising outcome. I was a little surprised that he got knocked – I was surprised he got knocked out early because he has shown to have a really good chin – but uh, he took a really clean punch, and I think what we can safely say is Jake Paul at least hits hard. He's still not good at boxing, but he does hit hard, and he's good at celebrity boxing, and he's going to make millions of millions of dollars because of that. Yes, he will. I'm watching. I'm actually watching the the ESPN angle right now, and yeah, Lamp is, uh, is, is probably a perfect. A lot of the, yeah. are, are people a saying lot, it, is of, it what you didn't really get hit? That was that was that was a knockout. They're, they're, saying ben, they're saying Ben took a dive, which is nonsense. No, you don't take a dive when you're the guy who's going to get his ass kicked. That's not that's how, not a dive. That's, that's not how a dive works. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's called losing the fight. It's also not. A, he's the best actor in the world. If it happened, like if you watch that angle. The ref tries to give him an extra like six seconds by doing the hey Jake, go back to your no Jake, go back to your corner. Yeah. And it's like Ben walk forward and Ben stumbles forward because he got lamped. Like he's it, it's nonsense. I I was really surprised that like people started saying that, but I I guess it's not that surprising. It was a two minute knockout. And a lot of people really thought that MMA is as good as boxing when it comes to boxing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and Frank Mir fought tonight too and went the distance. Dude, Frank Mir was good. Yeah. Yeah. That fight was not good because it was like the exact opposite of what Triller wanted to happen uh, because it was boring. But Frank, like, props to Frank Mir and Andre Arlovsky because apparently he did the damn thing too. Way to go, <laughs> old heavyweights. You guys. <laughs> former, UFC, right. former UFC champions. <laughs> yeah, former UFC heavyweight champions just out here grinding. And, uh, and Jed, you could hear Oscar. You could hear Oscar's commentary. I mean, if you ask Oscar, I mean, Mir was at some points was murdering Steve Cunningham. Uh, Oscar was, was hear, he, he was he was killing the whole USSR, according to. I can uh, hear Oscar's to, commentary in Oscar. my house, two miles away, right now. I I'm dead. Was, I mean, this a hundred percent seriously. Obviously, yikes. the speakers. I just told you about this. I could legitimately hear what Oscar Toya. I could hear his voice from where I was sitting in press row, like 300 yards away. Like you, he was loud. (laughs) Oh man. So that is Triller boxing. I'm sure we're going to talk more about that this week. I'm sure Jed's going to come back on between the links because everyone wants a rematch between him and Drake, but let us Uh, talk about how did did my boy do? How did my, how did my big boys do? Oh, the two walruses. Oh, it was the greatest fight ever. It was was very dead ending. What? It was a very good oh, ending. Oh, he would have loved uh, it. Oh, do you do you know how it ended, Jed? I I, uh, I saw that it was oh. a, a nutshot KO or uh, DQ mm-hmm. or was it a DQ or no contest? A, a, a nutshot no, KO to the judges. Oh, they went to the scorecards. 
Yeah. Brilliant. So we had two tech split. decisions. A split Fantastic. decision. Oh, a tech split decision for split Romanoff. That is the most appropriate ending. Ah, oh, man. Wild. But in the main you know, event, Mike, Mike, over at the, Mike, go ahead. I, I, I'm not going to have a lot of UFC thoughts either. I was on a lot of uh, and I'll ask cover. So I, before we change it, I just want to say I see a lot of people in our comments uh, saying how much they hated the show. Uh, I Which show? I honestly, Which one? I, I, the, oh, sorry, the, the Paul Askren show, the oh. trailer, hashtag trailer Fight Club. Cool. And I, I mean, Jets pretty much recapped everything. But I, I want to say watching it from home, it was pretty enjoyable. It was pretty enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. Like, like I said, mileage may vary depending on the acts that you enjoy. Like if, you know, if you're a casual fan, you like, you know, you like Justin Bieber, or you're a casual fan, you like the Black Keys, or you're like, who's the second, who's the second performer again? Was it Sweetie? Sweetie. So Weedy. I don't even know who some of these people so, are. So, so Weedy. Sorry, so Weedy. Sorry. So Excuse me. But uh, again, for, for the, I, think, I know a lot of our commenters, you guys are the, the real fans, the real hardcore MMA fans. So I love you guys. But you got to remember this, this, Paul Askren fiasco, whatever you want to call it, was not for people who were thinking, oh, maybe I'm going to, I'd prefer to watch uh, Robert Whittaker at a Calvin Gastelum show tonight. It wasn't for you guys. It wasn't for the audience. The whole, this whole other segment. And, and uh, I, in that sense, I think it delivered, I think Jed's right though. They probably could trim some of the fat, uh, maybe one or two less musical acts, maybe the way they, they spaced no. the fights apart. Cause it was one fight. It was just the, uh, Fournier-Raycon fight from 9 o'clock from the, when the main card started to 11. One fight. And that fight was... That, that, was that was a bit much. Yeah, unless, you, unless you're a huge fan of those... The first... And then it was Saweetie and this... Who went right, who went right after Saweetie? Because they did like they did like musical acts back-to-back, right? They, they had like three of them right there. Uh, was it Saweetie, then Mount, was, then Mount Westmore? Then they did, then they did the Mount the Westmore. Doja Cat performed. And, and like, he's, that was after. Doja that was... Yeah. That was like, after the second. Was, that was after the second. I think there was a fight in between that. But either way, I'm just saying, I, I I get why some of our more you know dedicated hardcore MMA fans are like annoyed by what they might might have seen that for the show, whether they watched legally or through nefarious means. But it, I, I I just love the idea and the concept of the show and like how how they try to appeal again to this wider audience. I think there's something to it, and like we said, it's not perfect. I will be shocked if this does. I see some people saying, "Oh, there's no way this did more than a million. I'll be shocked if it if it if it doesn't do a million. I'll be it's gauche it's gauche to talk about traffic and clicks and all that crap. If a fraction of the amount of uh, of people that that check this stories out on our sites, if a fraction of them purchase this, it clears a million easily, easily. I think this beats the Tyson. Hmm? They need to. Uh, yeah. Oh, they definitely I, have this to. Needs to. This needs to sell five million pay per views to make money. <laughs> <laughs> I like there's well, just no way. I mean, they're like, all you know they have other revenue streams coming in. They spent on this thing. Yes, Whoa. it looked, it looked very like expensive. It looked very expensive. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, again, I think there's advertising. I think there's other revenue streams. But you're right. It does seem like they're bare, no matter what they're. NFTs, yeah, they're barely going to come out ahead, but uh, yeah, overall, again, may- maybe we're just again, we do work in the industry. We we I speak for myself, and I co- you know we cover a lot of shows, but uh, so maybe I'm just I like anything that's different. But I don't know, man. Thumbs up for me on the on the ask the Paul Askren stuff. I I I, I can say it. 
is this why is that like a shame to say i thought the show ruled <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying i'm just looking at our comments i know how our, our i'm just you know massaging my comments for a lot of our more dedicated viewers someone just said david sandine a regular commenter said shaking my head that i watched this and would hear gas guy i i i we we, we have assignments all right but let me tell you something. What? This is an assignment that I enjoy I, and would do again. <laughs> I would have chosen this one. In fact, I did choose this one instead. <laughs> Look, this is not a thing that okay. I would want every day. But honestly, it was it was freaking like a lot of it was really cool. Like I don't have any love in my heart for Bieber, but he put on a good show for his like three songs. It's like oh, mm. like that was that was something worth watching in a live setting. Maybe it's just that I'm starved for like live music and being outside sure. around people. That could even be some yeah. of it too, but a lot of it was cool. They just need to turn the dials back some. Hmm. Yeah. Turn it up. <laughs> more, more, more. It wasn't enough. Wait, t- turn it to 11. <laughs> okay. It's final. Dial. Um, <laughs> there's a dog behind you. Jed. Yes, there is a dog. Um. (laughs) The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Jed, I know you were tired. You uh, you did a hell of a job out there, whatever it is that you I did. I did not. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, any, uh, any final words before we let you uh, off to Betty bye? Why are you kicking me off? This is bogus. You don't want me to hang out with you, Mike? I'm trying to do – you can hang out. You didn't, no, look, I'm you trying didn't to watch the UFC out. at all. You We're said you were exhausted. You didn't watch UFC. I haven't said anything in a while. I'm just going to pull at him. I'm just going to lurk quietly. You want to you wanna lurk quietly? That's fine. Things that I was correct about, I will jump in and be like, I told you. I didn't get to see it, but I told you. All, all right. Fair enough. Well, we could talk about the UFC. We should talk about Robert Whitaker's performance tonight because that was something. 50-45, sweeps the scorecards. Calvin, Calvin Gaslam, to quote the great the, the, the great Jim Ross, tougher than a $2 steak. I mean, Whitaker was landing everything on him, and Gaslam just kept coming forward. He kept getting countered and kept getting kicked in the head, in the legs, and the body. But Gaslam's tough. Whitaker looked fantastic tonight. There's no doubt he should be fighting Adesanya next after that performance. So uh, I'll go to whoever actually watched the fight to get to <laughs> this guy's thoughts. <laughs> Jose, Jose, come on in, my friend. Your thoughts on the Who watched the fight? Bobby, Bobby Knuckles in my eyes. 
earned himself a title shot tonight. Well, he's going to get fight Israel Adesanya next. Dana White has already said that's the fight that makes sense. Robert Whitaker responded to Marvin Vittori, said he needs to calm down. He can, like, Robert Whitaker actually honestly seemed to open to fight Marvin Vittori after he says he beats Izzy, which if he beats Izzy, that trilogy fight is going to happen for sure because that's going to be that would be another epic banger of a fight. But Robert Whitaker said, like, I ran the gauntlet. I fought fought all the contenders. And Dana White himself has said that fight makes sense. Uh, Izzy versus Whitaker, too. Robert Whitaker, I think his exact phrasing was that's the only fight that makes sense. Israel Adesanya tweeted, well done, my son. Uh, so, yeah, I think that fight is 100 percent going to happen next. And I am all here for it. That fight ruled Robert Whitaker's high kick was on point today and my god he looked unbelievable uh well-deserved fight of the night i think uh from what i saw a lot of fights i had to tune out to watch some of the boxing matches but yeah uh not the best counter programming the ufc could have put together i watched no. most of the ufc fights but uh there were some decent scraps the heavyweight scrap that everyone keeps talking about on the prelims that fight was fantastic in the first round uh, and then it kind of slowed down in the second, and then it kind of ended goofy. Tracy Cortez, I think, won the fight easily. I don't think that was a split decision. Uh, bummer for Anthony Burchak, uh, one of the OG Arizona uh, MMA fighters. He got uh, stopped right out of the gate. So, And then, of course, the Jakar close fell out. So weird night for Arizona MMA, but not the best kind of program for the UFC, but good on uh, Andre Arlovsky. And then I, after the Arlovsky fight, I just felt like there was something missing with this card. I'm like, oh, yeah. Jeremy Stevens or Jakar Close would have been a banger of a fight, and we could have had time between the main events, so we wouldn't have to watch them simultaneously. So, yeah, something was missing, and it was a banger of a lightweight fight in the co-main event. But unfortunate programming for the UFC for how these fights played out. And then Violent Bob Ross, of course, looked fine, I guess. He had a good takedown defense. That's about it. To be <laughs> fair, we didn't have to watch them simultaneously either. Jake got been out of there real quick, made it easy for everyone. That's true. That's true. I was like, I didn't even know what happened. And then like between rounds, I looked on Twitter and I think AK, whoever's doing the, like the, the live play by play of like Jake Paul's speech. I, I pretty much saw like, I, I can't believe how I feel right now. It's like a dream. And I was like, the fight's over already. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. And here we are. I see, I see a question came in from that dude whose name I don't remember. Uh, and I've seen this a lot. When did the UFC card start? Because everyone seems to feel like it lasted forever. Four o'clock. Well, four thirty. Um, well, so no, so wait, no, no. So that'd be seven, seven thirty Eastern. Eastern. Eastern oh, okay. Time. It was okay. a long. Okay. It was a long card. It was only ten fights. God. <laughs> but yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, so fight of the night, as Jose stated, was Whitaker versus Gastelum. 50-45s, all three judges' scorecards, but it was still a good fight despite the scorecards. Performance of the night bonus, Tony Gravely and Jed's favorite fighter, Gerald Mearshart, with an extra $50,000. Good for Gerald. First round submission. I mean, that's a good way to get to rebound after talking all that crap and getting got in 20 seconds. So I think uh, I think Gerald also now has the most, most uh, submissions most by a UFC middleweight. middleweight. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. That's not bad. It's a lot of good names that come through middleweight. A lot of good submission guys. So good for uh, good for Gerald. AK, you say that, and then when you attach Gerald Mearshart's name to it, it makes me immediately think that oh, that that is a, a meaningless stat. <laughs> no, Damian Maya. Damian Maya. Damian Maya. 
Antonio Carlos Jr. Shoe face. Damn, I spent most of his career. Why are you, why are you pooping on this? Why are you pooping on this? Why are you pooping on uh, on Gerald's achievement? Why are you doing because this? Ger- don't be that guy. Because, because don't be that Gerald. Guy. Because Gerald can grow a beard and Jed still can't. Okay, oh, hold on now. Now I wasn't. Hold on now. I wasn't fishing for that. I wasn't fishing for that, Jose. What's we don't fishing? need to. Cut. That's you not guys, fishing. That's you guys honest. Were, Look, you guys are getting that's along so well. Fact. You were getting along so well. Is this round either six. Way, what is going on? Either way, it's a fact. Beer shirt now. I think that's a fact. Yeah, that's six, not being six offensive. UFC, six UFC submissions, the most in UFC middleweight history. That's a fact. However you want to, however you want to frame it, just a fact. Yeah, that is a fact. facts are facts. He has a lot of submissions. Jack facts can't grow a beard. Ben Askren yeah. got knocked dead. Life <laughs> goes on. Un- uncaught. He didn't get gentleman. knocked dead. He almost got knocked dead. Oh, he was man. saved from being knocked dead. I still can't believe people think that was rigged. Like. He got hit I, the head just, hard. It's people that think it was rigged or people it's that a, try to come up with uh, fan theories or TV shows. They want things to work out the way they want things to work out. And when they don't get what they want, they throw a tantrum in their mind and try to make sense of reality. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird because I remember when the fight was first announced, the immediate reaction was, oh, this young guy was going to knock Ben Askren out. Ben Askren's not a boxer. That was the immediate reaction. And then now that we're here and it happened – if you're like, oh, it's fixed. I'm like, but everyone, that's what, it's like when uh, when McGregor knocked out uh, Cerrone. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Cerrone's just getting set up for this fight for a payday. He's going to take a dive. Or, oh, no, sorry. At first, like, McGregor's going to knock him out. And then after, it's like, oh, Cerrone took a dive. I'm like, you you predicted a knockout. So why why is this outcome so unbelievable first, now? It's so weird. I don't first, understand. The first maybe two punches, Jake Paul threw. I'm like, this is not going to go well for Ben Askren at all. He was... Like, he whipped those in, and he was missing by, like, centimeters. And, like, he touches Jake. Ben Askren. He's going, he's going on his ass, even if he doesn't get knocked out. He's just yeah. he's a 22-year-old kid <laughs> who's, like, like, cuts down to 190. Of course he's going to hit harder than Ben Askren. Also, Ben Askren has no defense. He, like, who's the dude who got tuned up by K1 Daniel you know, Maya? Like he's, if anyone watches, um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched it, but if you watch the Frank Amir post-fight press conference, he talks a lot about the difficulties in the box. Like he, like we've all interviewed Frank Mir before, so you know how well he is at like breaking down tech, he technically breaking down MMA fights and striking everything. He does a very excellent job of breaking down why it's so frustrating going from MMA to boxing. Like it's the leg placements and how like if you shoulder roll in MMA, you can throw a leg kick or you can go for the over like the underhooks, and he just couldn't do that. And it's why he's like Steve Cunningham just pieced me up. Because my I just and I struggle with the head movement of boxing and like the foot movement of boxing. I think after this, go watch Frank uh, Frank Mir's breakdown of boxing versus MMA. It's it's very it's a very interesting take. He's yeah. always been really yeah. smart about that. Stuff. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, by yeah, the way, well, some of the right. comments, some of the comments trying to correct me says Maya has eleven subs in the UFC. Fact. Uh, yes, at between welterweight and middleweight, I said this is a UFC middleweight record. Come on, people. Gosh, get it together! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I, uh, I was just, I'm just getting cheese. But um, yes, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah. it's it, he got knocked. He got he lost. He, it's, it's legit. It was legit. I don't know. We're talking about Frank Mir and the way he breaks down. Oh, I'm sorry. The difference. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. I totally. I wasn't listening. I mean, he was on the same card, so you're like, you're in the ballpark at least. <laughs> yeah, but, what, but yeah. was he on the same card? Because those fights happened. It felt like a lifetime. <laughs> it was. It was a big gap. It was a fever. Yeah. So, so to kind of address like the, 
so to like kind of address the other question about like the pacing of the UFC. So I DJed a wedding, but an hour and 15 minutes away from where I live. And it was supposed to end at nine 30 Eastern. And they kept me on for another hour. And apparently I was supposed to like live blog the main event between Whitaker and Gaslam. And I was like, I was, so I get in the car an hour later, drove an extra hour and 15 minutes back home and still made it back for the co-main event. That's how slowly paced this card was. So, yes, it was poorly paced. It really was. And especially, what was it? I got home in time for, like, the decision being read for the third fight. And then we got an entire interview with Volkanovsky and Ortega about okay, the ultimate so fighter. That lasted, like, me, 10 minutes. Let me jump. I don't, I don't think the pacing was that. I don't think it was the pacing. It was the fights. Because how many fights? There were 10 fights, and nine of them were decisions. And oh, a bunch of them bad. were split decisions. So, like, that's eight why it felt like it was forever. Like, eight of them, whatever. It was, and like, yeah, I guess one of them was, like, a technical submission or whatever. I mean, like, it was, and even, like, the Romanov one was a technical decision, that that fight. Like, that Romanov decision, got the low yeah. blow. Yeah, it was, it happened in, like, a minute into the third round. And then he took, like, five minutes to recover. So that was six minutes. That was a six-minute round that it took, and then they had, and then they still had to figure out the whole doctor situation. So that added to that. So uh, a bunch of split decisions. Like the first fight of the night was a TKO, and then Joe Mershaw got like a submission two fights later, and then it was like split decision, split decision, split decision, low blow. So it's not like we're seeing wars. We're just like, oh my god, this is unbelievable right now. So yes, I don't think it was the pacing. It was just the amount of split decisions that were going on. It was no dominant wins yeah. like like. Dude. We I had an aneurysm going from listening to the commentary for Triller and then flipping back and turning the volume up oh. for the UFC. Like, it was just so incredibly, like, just polar opposites. Like, it was, it was wild. I couldn't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Triller had, to, they were doing a thing, you know, it's something different. But, man, just going back and forth, it was just like... Ah, uh, man, it was wild. It was wild. Like, like right here after after the Gerald Mershard submission win, we had a split decision for Pena, a technical split decision for Romanov, split decision for Luis Pena, split decision for Tracy Cortez, and then three straight unanimous decisions. One of them being a five round decision for Robert Whitaker. That's why that card felt like it took forever. I think four split decisions ties a record for split decisions on a card, which is a it weird piece of. <laughs> which is a fine a fine record to have uh even the i, I mean and, and look we all I, I think even the some of the fights they set up that they were kind of hoping would produce a big like like al hassan and, and malkoon i think people thought okay well this is gonna end in someone getting finished and uh, dude, uh congratulations for malkoon. Malkoon. <laughs> yeah. he lost he lost uh, malkoon really really great showed off really great wrestling and just controlled the fight with it. And, and and that's why, again, the last and worst thing that they thought was going to happen. Uh, so that didn't work out. That Arlovsky-Sherman fight, again, I'm just kind of watching two things at once. Was Every time I kept checking back, I couldn't believe how long. But that fight felt longer than. There was, again, a gro- there was some groin shots in there. Boy, I kept looking back and I'm like, this is still going. I can't believe I'm like, Justin Bieber's performing. And Justin Bieber's done. Oh, the fight's still going. This is what There was like on? a point where Chase Sherman tried to do like the Max Holloway where he like pointed at the ground and Andre was like, no. Andre was like, no. 
that was the highlight. I forgot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that that was so good. No. <laughs> I love that fight so much because I've seen no fights in this card, and I 100% know exactly how the Arlovsky-Sherman fight looked. Like, I just know exactly what that fight looked even like. Though, even though it was, a, it was unanimous for Arlovsky, I think a lot of, like, Chase Sherman was like, yeah, I won that fight. I was like, yeah. Ah, it, it was, was muddy, a fight. ugly. It's yeah. muddy and ugly. Arlovsky yeah. probably did a lot of clinching to just suck time away. He's the best. No. No, it wasn't. Really? I mean, yeah, they, they fought the whole time. In the first round, Chase Sherman had Arlovsky hurt badly. Yeah. And then Sherman, like, Sherman landed a knee to the midsection, and Arlovsky tried to, like, play it off like he got low blowed. He tried. A wily veteran move. But Keith Peterson, no nonsense, was like, mm-mm. No, 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 Man, no. Waited you keep the going. stretcher took him out. That would have been the, the pro move. Zarlowski <laughs> so comes back and throws like a spinning the, back fist. The Romanov fight, when he got low blowed, it was like, it wasn't even a hard one. I think he got like a dead leg on the inside of his thigh because he like, Dude. he couldn't extend it. He was yeah. like sitting there. He's like, I can't extend. But it was like the language barrier. So it's like bringing his coach and then his coach was talking to him. And then his coach would tell the ref and the ref would be like, no, tell the doctor. And it was like this whole lost in translation thing. And he's like, I can't move my leg. And then Espino's like, are we going to keep fighting? And then all of a sudden they're reading the scorecards. He's like, what's happening right now? And then he lost. And he's like, what the hell is going on right now? I thought I was about to win this fight. <laughs> so Jed picked the right fight. It was some fantastic grappling in that first round, though. Hey, yeah. Like Romanov took, Romanov took him down. And then he, like they climbed back up. And then... Espino just like hit tossed into the canvas and it was just like it's a it I could feel the canvas shaking through my it was just like hip toss like the camera just like shook about the amount of meat that was just bouncing around in there it was fantastic 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 that was that would have won fight of the night if it didn't end like that it should have got fine okay uh, okay we got to talk about actually the most important the craziest event of the whole day to be honest Dude. Oh, that's on Jeremy Stevens knocking <laughs> out Dracar Close. Jeez so Louise, Dracar, dude. Yeah, let me, I really let like me hop on this one. Dracar Close. Let me jump on this one first because, uh, so, you know, we're, when we, we, every, fr- uh, you know, it's typical fight night, you know, before we do the weigh ins, we do a stare down post, that kind of stuff. And uh, sometimes the stare downs are pretty uneventful. And that's why on our site, you guys will just see, you guys will just see US 23 down the other. Well, this one, I'm like, oh, this is kind of eventful. We had the show, but I didn't think much, much of it. We, we made a video just for the show, uh, sorry, post just for the show. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, that story's over. It's nothing. It's cool, cool thing to watch. Never would I have thought that Jeremy Stevens, as powerful as he is, as much of a KO artist as he is, would shove a man so hard that he would KO him before before the fight started. So it's pretty if if all if everything that Dracar Close is claiming is true, uh, he says he immediately felt uh, numbness in his neck and in his uh, hand. So, you know, it sounds like there was some sort of nerve issue, some sort of whiplash possibly from the unexpected shoving. If all of this is true, man, this is that was a super effed up thing for uh, Jeremy Stevens to do. We, we talked about this before the show that, you know, he's Jeremy Stevens likes to get hyped up. He likes to get hyped up. He likes to get himself in the mood to smash his opponents. But maybe he went a little too far this time. 
I almost feel like there could be legal ramifications. I don't know. It's very rare that you see fighters sue other fighters in these kind of situations. But so, so you know, Dracar Close yeah. said um, it was a cervical sprain of the neck, and, mm. it, and, it, and actually he was actually diagnosed with a concussion yeah. from mm. it. Because yeah, you gotta remember too. This is right after the weigh-ins too. So he yes. is he is yeah. dehydrated. So that brain is bouncing around a little more too. And I don't know. Take a hard shove when you're not expecting it. Right, right into the chest like that. Dude, that's gonna his, mess you up. His hands were behind his back. Like he was standing there with his hands behind his back when he got shoved. So it's not like he could even brace himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird, it the, but the, I totally get it. Yeah, storm. it was it was the perfect storm for a shove to like really hurt someone. And I'm I'm appalled by a lot of the uh, commenters on our yeah. site who were like. Almost, almost, I would say nine out of ten, uh, not con- not condemning Jeremy for the shove, but for going like, man, close. What's wrong? Like either what's wrong with this guy? How soft do you have to be to be taken up by a shove? Or he's faking it. He must have he must have had some other issue, and he 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 wanted to get out of the fight. I'm like, I say I've joked about this before, but like, man, our our some of our readers or some of these uh, fans on on social media who say this stuff, these must be the smartest, most perceptive people in the world if they can figure these things out based on this little information. I am impressed. I am impressed by how they can these these uh, online detectives. These guys are geniuses, and I, I just my mind doesn't work that way. All right, all right. I what just else hope, we got? Yeah, I just I, hope Dracar uh, gets, gets the show and win money. Right. Yeah, I I've watched that face off, and I was just like, what inspired the push? Like, what did Dracar say? It's, like, was there anything? It's, I just, couldn't, it's I, Jeremy Stevens. That's literally Jeremy yeah. Stevens has done it a million times. That's he all I said can he, come, away, come up with. No, Jeremy Stevens, he, t- he posted on Instagram before Dracar Close was out of the fight. So I think last night he just said, you get, get in front of me that like that. That's disrespect. You know, that's all I want. Yeah, Jeremy Stevens. You get in front of me it's with a your face off. Your yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a face-off. You, you're, you're t- what are you supposed to do? How dare you look at me, sir? What are you gonna say, Jed? <laughs> yeah, how dare you face oh, me? Uh, well, one, it's really dumb. Uh, it should—it's pretty obvious. You should just not fighters should not be allowed to touch each other at the weigh-ins. Uh, I mean, outside of a UFC rule, like literally the actual technical legal definition of what Jeremy Stevens did there is battery. Like he—he yeah. he touched him. There was no waiver for that to be applied. That was unwanted touching, and it resulted in injury. Yes, there could be legal ramifications. There won't be. Dakar Klaus is not going to to sue Jeremy Stevens. Close, but yeah, pretty obviously they should just <laughs> not allow fighters to to touch each other at weigh-ins. Uh, but I'm not nearly as concerned about this because we all know how that's going to end. I do want to know um, Dakota Bush. Has an interesting <laughs> nickname, and did did Bruce Buffer say that interesting nickname on ESPN Plus? I had the same question, Jose. I didn't. I didn't. I watched a lot of the fights in the mute, so I don't know. I'm pretty confident. <sighs> I'm pretty confident he didn't. Yeah. Ah. Uh, pretty well. You know, on the gra- in, in, on, on on the graphics UFC has, you know, they put their nickname on the graphics, and they didn't. He had him as no nickname. So, It'd be um, tough yeah. for them to put that as the graphic, but I could see Buffer maybe sneaking it in there. Because it would be a little harder, I feel like, if you're just watching. like you might, It might not register. You might be like, did I mishear that? 
Hey, 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 take take that dirty those dirty nicknames to Triller, okay? That's that's a, that's yeah, a, exactly. That's yeah. This, this is the, Ben Askren. This is not family friends. Fights, <laughs> family nicknames for that, or <laughs> nicknames for that, or for sports where we lose the fights to a, a shove in a stare down. This is a civilized sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Sport of kings. Even put it, put it. You could even put it before the first name. It's still funny, but it's just not as. <laughs> his nickname should be W. That'd be funny. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Dakota. People, for, for anyone asking what is what is the uh, nickname, let, let me put it this way. Uh, Jed and I had to write about this guy for Misfits once, and uh, the name could not make it, did not make it past our editor above us. And so the only way we wrote about it was, his name is Dakota Bush. His nickname is exactly what you think it would be. So there you go. That's yeah. that's how we'll leave it for now. It's the opposite of what's on my head. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Like if you, were, if you <laughs> would describe my head, comments, it would be the opposite of how you would describe my head. <laughs> it is say, in the comments. If you, if you were watching Triller, think about what the commentary team would think is the Are we still talking about this, my God? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be talking about this for weeks. Our comments. <laughs> get on board. Oh, the comments are off the chart. Oh. All right, we, do we have any questions? No, none. <laughs> do we want to talk more about Dakota Bush's career? <laughs> Just so we can. Uh, do we have? Do we have? Any, well, we have I, I have actually. I have a lot to. I mean, I, I have things to say about the uh, the Triller card, but as far as the UFC card, it was cool. Yeah, people fought, guys won, guys lost. Oh, wait, can Penne. we talk about? Can we talk about? Uh, uh, just one, Penny. Jessica Penny. Hold on, one, Jessica Penny. Congrats <laughs> on a win, her first win in fifteen hundred days. But Lupi Godinez looked pretty good too, and she hit. Uh, she hit a jackknife power bomb. <laughs> yeah, she, she did. did. She, she did. did. It was that thing. That's like the sickest thing I've ever seen. It was, she legitimately. Uh, how did she, was, go ahead. She, she, you probably watched my little like, I did. She was working from the bottom for a submission, and her opponent was like, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to turn into Kevin Nash, WCW, and just like slam <laughs> you on the ground." It was absolutely oh fantastic, God. dude. And then they showed like the slow mo replay of like Penny's yeah. face, like going Whoa, like in the ground. <laughs> It was so that great. Was awesome. You lose the fight. Like, how do you, yeah. if you win? Is that like, isn't that just a win? You automatically. <laughs> you seen win Kevin? Have you seen Kevin Nash wrestle? It doesn't always work <laughs> no. out for him, my guy. <laughs> uh, a lot of <laughs> Lupa only got a two count. It you was live close, in a, you live in Atlanta, <laughs> my man. You, you live count. in the city. He made a name for himself. <laughs> yeah, it was a I've it was a great near been. fall. Yeah. <laughs> If it, that, that would have been the finish for me, Casey. If I was booking, yeah. that would have been the finish. I thought I thought they went a little bit overboard. Yeah. I thought they they kind of that the heat peaked there and they, they should have gone for the finish. Yeah, but you know, whatever. I'm not a you know. Oh, dude. But, I, uh, yeah, it, it was a close. It was a really close. It could have gone the other way. It was a super close. It, it was, I hope they put that that fin, that that move in the uh, the Bob O'Reilly you know special they put oh. before the pay per views. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Was thank, you, so good. Thank, thank you for bringing that back up. I had so many I bad do. memories tonight, but that was a good one. Yeah, there was some. I, I was again. I wasn't watching the fight super close, but there was some good stuff going on in the UFC. Like we said, just in in comparison to the spectacle of of uh, Trailer Fight Club, it, it was such a contrast of all the cards that could have happened uh, opposite the Trailer Fight Club card. It's such a. If you and if you were watching both, it really was this contrast of like, of course, great competitive fights on the you know on the ufc but there was just not that spark it felt a little mundane and then yeah. of course the, on the other side just complete chaos jose in the main event so, like 
I, I saw nothing, obviously. Did was it just that Whitaker was that on point, or did Gaslam look flat? Like it, no, it was Whitaker on point. No, no. Whitaker yeah. like it was yeah. Kelvin Gaslam was not flat whatsoever. Like Kelvin Gaslam beats every that Kelvin Gaslam beats every middleweight not named Robert Whitaker in Israel Adesanya. Robert Robert Whitaker was just that good. Yeah. Like every, everything Kelvin Gaslam came, came with, Robert Whitaker just had a count. That first round, they were just – I thought someone was going to bed by round two. They were just – it was such high-level striking back and forth for about 10 minutes. It was so – it was such an awesome fight. Whitaker landed like – in the first round, Whitaker landed this like super clean left hook. Yeah. And then like before Gaslam could even like react to it, he came up the right side with a kick right in his face. Yeah, and like, he does it all the time. It, it like, right. lifted Gaslam like off the ground. It was yeah. crazy. Robert Whitaker's head kick, high kick was he was firing on all cylinders. Like he he could throw that whenever he wanted and find a home. It was play. like a jab, dude. It was like a jab tonight. Yeah. It was crazy. Okay, so so then the next question, uh, which now I'm just taking over hosting duties. I got this. <laughs> sure. Back. I got this. So. All right. <laughs> I mean, we know what's going to happen, right? We know, obviously, Dana White apparently said that that's the fight to make. But are you now more interested in yes, watching 100%. Whitaker? Yes, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yes. I think I said after their first fight, I still think Robert Whitaker and Israel Sanya are the two best middleweights in the world. And if they fought 10 times, I bet it's like 60, 6 to 4 Izzy. I'm not sure. I, I don't think anyone beats those two at middleweight. Have you heard of a man named Yoel Romero? He's light heavyweight. In, oh, he's exactly. light heavyweight in Bellator. He did it. He did it. Oh, can we talk Bellator? <laughs> we should, I guess, a little bit. Dude, the biggest we story of the weekend. Be. Phil Davis had an exciting I, fight. It's an exciting fight. I, I'm pretty confident when I say Phil Davis is probably not even the top five storylines of this weekend that's I'm crazy i know that. i know <laughs> extremely regardless of how much casey sells phil davis fought an exciting fight it was unreal it was well like, hold okay. on i don't know if i'll go as far as say exciting what but it was a very yeah, it, was, it was i don't know if it's exciting it was a very it was good fight fine. it was a very it very good that was a great it was it was just, it was super high level it was good as the main event level. tonight in the um the yeah ufc it was yeah, just yeah. like just two really 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 good fighters yeah, yeah. I think a fight can be good without being exciting. I, I didn't think it was I a agree. super exciting fight, but it but it was but it was it was a really good like if you just want to see two high level <laughs> Nemkov striking, it's re- so enjoyable to watch. It it's, was he's, much he's more exciting than Jan and Israel Adesanya, I'll say that. Sure. Yeah. There, there of we go. The last yeah, two light long, heavyweight yeah. title fights, Nemkov Davis was much more yeah. exciting. It was a I good don't fight. think it was more exciting than Whitaker Gaslam though. I, I no. think I think it's oh really? Oh no. Okay. I think it was. But you watch, you Casey, you watch Bellator with rose-colored glasses. So let's get let's start with. Dude, that. I'm I'm, I'm the big. Fight. I shit on Bellator more than fight. anyone. It was a good fight. It just wasn't. I don't think it was exciting as the main event. What What's the? Okay, I'm sorry. It's the second most exciting fight of the weekend. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I, I think we can say the, the Bellator main card was better than the UFC oh, main the third. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Dude, Daily uh, Hamasi, Hamasi, oh, yeah. Hamasi fighter. Oh, yeah, one of the best yeah, yeah. fights of the year. One of the best fights of the year. Yeah, amazing. That fight was great. Amazing. I'm not even and, a and Hamasi give... fan by any means, as I mean, a human being or yeah, a fighter. I know you but mean, but that was a great fight. <laughs> it was sure. Uh, and, and give Corey Anderson some credit too, because oh, and Vidar Diaga, Yanis wasn't a bad fight on. either. But let me. I just want to say, Stolen. 
I've heard very low rumors, and these are like low, so I don't know how truthful they are. <laughs> it should be fine. that we might get Bader and Corey Anderson. They're looking at Arizona with a crowd. Like, I am so excited Ooh. if Arizona gets some. The last time Bellator was here, I'm pretty sure it was Bellator 100, and I, that was like the Bjorn Revney days. And he's uh. like, we were like, is this going to be a big deal? And he's like, no, we're going to make it not a big deal because we all of our <laughs> fights are a big deal. And I was like, Bjorn, stop it. Do you know who headlined? I'm pretty sure stop. Ben Saunders and Douglas Lima headlined that card. That was the main event. That was, was, that was, a, crazy, that was a crazy knockout too, right? I'm pretty sure uh, Saunders got knocked out big, yeah, by Lima. Bubba Jenkins lost to Larue Burley on that card, if I remember correctly. And oh, that's a big lost. upset. That was a huge yeah. upset. Huge. Right, but we were I like, oh, remember UFC 100 at Brock Lesnar and George St. Pierre on that card, and Jordan Revenue was like, no, all of our events are a big deal. Oh. This isn't any different. I'm like, stupid. <laughs> well, he put it in like I'll, the I'll fifth biggest. He pick, pick, put it in like the fifth biggest arena in Arizona too. <laughs> uh, so I mean, let's 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 be real. The uh, the Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix did not get off to the most exciting start last week with Bader and uh, Machida. That fight was a little a little depressing if you're a fan of Machida. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't not particularly enjoyable to watch. Uh, yeah, congrats exactly. to Bader. It's a great performance. It went as you expected it, yeah. Uh, but Corey Anderson, I I actually really like the Corey Anderson uh, Doletzan Yagshimurov match. Oh, uh, wow. Thank you, thank you. I don't actually, I don't think I nailed it, but uh, <laughs> but I like it because You're I think I think though. the Corey and uh, you got to say it, you got to fake it. I think the Corey Anderson of the past, that's even two years ago, might not win that fight because he was actually getting hit a lot. He was actually eating like uh, Yagshimurov. I was like really impressive, great, great counter striker. Uh, he knew exactly what he wanted to do, just trying try to time the uppercut, of course, because he knows Anderson's going to try to shoot in on him. But uh, Anderson was really patient. He got caught by the uppercut a few times. He changed his – he kind of changed his timing. Um, and then eventually, you know, when he, he was patient. He, he did not try and force the takedowns. And then when he finally got at the end of round two, that's when you kind of knew that it was over for uh, for uh, Yakshimurodov and then took over in round three. So I was actually really impressed by Corey Anderson. And Yakshimurodov looked great too, but really impressed by Corey Anderson. Uh, very mature. Like that's what you want to see from a guy like him at this stage of his career. You want to see that he's learned these things. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to the next round. And of course, uh, Yoel Romero <laughs> and Anthony Rumble Johnson on May seventh. Yes. Uh, two that's weeks. a great main card too. It lost. It good. lost some sizzle. Let's not talk about that's that until it actually happens. Oh, of course, on. of course. That's a long time. I that is a long saying, time. But... <laughs> that's a long time. This guy. Yes. I'm looking forward to that card. I think I might actually be there for that one. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to heading to beautiful scenic Uncasville, Connecticut oh, once again. I've I've, so I've missed that beautiful scenic area. I'm jealous. Um, all right. Do we have anything else we would like to discuss? I think we I don't see any questions. Everything. I don't see any questions. The ultimate, fighter, any questions. Uh, the ultimate fighter rosters are out. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah. June June first, I think. Vince Murdoch, welcome back to the fold, as it were. Hopefully he's uh, he's healthy. We Apparently there's a, media see, uh, day. there's a media day on Monday, but I won't be there because I'll be on a plane. Mm. Good to see some yeah, uh, New England. Jackson, yeah, buddy. Who's there from New England, New England, Mike? Who's good? Go ahead. Kemron Lachinov is the uh, the middleweight from Springfield, Mass, and uh, one okay. of the best prospects in the sport, in my opinion. Going to be part of the bantamweight. Five and zero, Mitraposo. Really looking forward to that. That that kid is legit. He's more of a flyweight, but he's had to kind of 
fight most of his run at 35 because like opponents fell out like the day of fights like three or four different times but he's a he's a legit prospect no doubt about it so glad to see both those guys get their opportunity of course Volkanovski and Ortega did their best to try to sell that season and sell their fight and I just meh okay tough never die cage and fight yeah tough never die boys they tried they tried but it should be <laughs> fun tough back when is it happening do, do we June, have a date it's coming out june 1st june 1st i believe is the the first episode yeah. and then you get probably 10 weeks 10 weeks of uh, episodes and then uh Sweet. And then so i have got like six weeks to catch up on all the previous seasons of tough yeah, just binge it. Just hit yeah. that binge. Don't forget the China season, which is not called the Ultimate Fighter. So you got to be careful. It's called. It's called. It's called something like the Perfect Warrior or something. So you're gonna have to. And I don't think it's on Fight Pass. So you're gonna have to stream Dude, that. Such a better name. The Perfect Warrior. It's something that like that. Season, it's that something season like was that. Hot. That season was hilarious. I watched every episode of that, and it was. You so watched every episode. Bad. I've only saw like. Was, a, I, I watched I was, that whole season on purpose because of how hilarious it was. <laughs> the, the first. Se- the first. The first episode. They they put them through the ringer like an MMA camp, and one of the guys just can't handle it because he's does he's not even a fighter. He's a yoga teacher, and he's using yeah. the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter to. He's like, I want to use this to become famous. Like he openly says it. <laughs> like he's like, I don't want to be a fighter. I'm just here for the fame, and he's just like, I can't do this. <laughs> and then yeah. after episode four, the coach dis- they, they just, all of a sudden one of the coaches leaves. And they bring in Kung Lee and his team. Who Kung Lee's the Dana White of this of the season. Kung Lee just brings his team to coach, and then Kung Lee eventually did an interview on MMA fighting where he's like, "That coach didn't know how to do, didn't know how to train MMA, so we had to get rid of him." <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Uh, and don't for, Jed, don't forget also Tough the Smashes, which was one of the which is one of the best seasons. That's it's the uh, UK versus Tough. Yeah. Sm- no, it's the Smashes. <laughs> no, no, is it just Smashes? No, it's, t- it's, no, it's, it's the Ultimate smashes, Fighter. Bro. Smash is not the Ultimate Fighter. The Smashes. You noob. <laughs> yeah, I think AK. You noob. You noob. You casual. No, 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 no. I believe the episode series was called the Smashes. It's no, Tough I- Smashes. I'm looking at IMDb right now. It is called it is, it is, called, it is called the Smashes. That that You're, might not be. See, uh, here's the problem. Accurate. You want to know? You want to yeah. see the theme of these shows? I say something that is 100 factual. No one believes me, and then no. it turns out to be yeah. a fact. Get with the no, it's wrong. No, no, I just told you you're wrong. It's called the Smashes. Nope. I just told you it is. Nope. I looked it up, and Incorrect. you are you are. Inc- no, I I know why. I, I'm AK, and it's called Smashes. You're correct, Jose. Comma. Thank you. Thanks. I like my headphones. Um, so it's been a great show, guys. I'm oh, AKD. Wow. See, AK, here's the thing. AK if you go by Brazil. if you go by Wikipedia, it's Three just smashes. If you go by USC.com, <laughs> it's just smashes. But it, it's, it's the smash. You're right. The, yes. It's a play exactly. on the 30 year old cricket rivalry that we all yeah, know. Yeah, so cricket. Right. I'm sorry, not rugby. Yes, of course, of course. But that's a great season. <laughs> Very under, really, really good season. All right. When did y'all stop I think we're watching done. stuff? Never. <laughs> Season five. Season five? Never. Uh, they're playing. They're playing us off. We when they stopped move. making them, that's when I stopped. <sighs> I think we're done. What up? Kelvin Gaslam versus Jared Cannonier. Make it happen. Of course, matchmaking will be discussed yeah. tomorrow. On on to the next one. Myself and AK will try to 
decipher Dude, all things that happen. Uh, I don't what? think we're going to touch that one. Oh, come on. We got to give Jake Paul an opponent. They tried to say he's like not Dylan a bad card. Uh, we got some we got some reader we got some listener suggestions for Jake Paul so there you go so that's covered that is covered don't worry about that all right well you can't we'll discuss Dylan Dennis in there with him he'll get Dylan Dennis will get obliterated yes he would <laughs> like the Woodley idea like, is interesting I don't I don't hate that <laughs> I love the idea of becoming a millionaire by beating up jujitsu guys this is great <laughs> in the ring what an absolute game. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Good night, everybody, you crazy animals. Happy birthday, AK. Nope. (laughs) You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.